When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome in to the Tighten Up Podcast on the A to Z Sports Podcast Network. I'm Jack Gentry alongside my partner, Austin Huff. You can find us both on Twitter. I'm at Jack A. Gentry. He is at Austin Huff. We are the Tighten Up Podcast. Give us a follow on Twitter, at Tighten Up Pod. Give us a follow on Instagram, at Tighten Up Podcast. And as always, we're under the A to Z Sports umbrella So go make sure you're following A to Z Sports on every social media platform. This is show number 176, the Chuck McClellan sacrifice to make room for D-Hop of Sodes. Gone too soon. Chuck McClellan. Who would have thought that we'd be starting our episode with a Remember the Titan? Yeah. (laughs) R.I.P. in peace. UDFA out of Cincinnati. To be honest, with what's happened over the last couple of weeks, I didn't think he'd be the first running back to get cut. But here we are. Hey, 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 yeah, Chuck. Hey, stay handy. All right. Mm-hmm. Be on standby, Chuck. We might be calling you back on that. You might be getting your roster back sooner than you think. Yeah, go ahead and turn that ringtone on. Right. Right. That one comes via Jordan Lowry, Titan Viking underscore four. Thank you for that. If you would like to submit a so title, making something uh, very inside baseball to Titans fans, and we will name the soda after that and give you credit, much like we do for our guy, Jordan Lowry. Thank you, Jordan. Got a big soda this week, mainly because we are extending an olive branch to our biggest rival. Zach Lyons is going to join the podcast. We're going to talk D hop. We're going to talk Oilers uniforms. Uh, how we're basically bending over Houston and giving it to them this week. And we are going to talk about uh, maybe, hey, look, maybe maybe we get to uh, the fact that he's been trying to bribe Stoney Keeley. Who knows? We'll see where, where it all plays out. But Jack and I are also going to hit on all of those topics. And Isaiah Wilson, back in the news. Huh? Hey, two-tone blue. Uh, no, Austin, come on. Uh, look, look, just just throwing it out there. It's it's worth a shot. Uh, it would be nice to have a first round right tackle up your sleeve, though. Yeah. Hey, Titans could use him right now. Honestly. Hey, <laughs> Isaiah Wilson or Dennis Daly? I'm still going Isaiah Wilson. Give me Panda all day. <laughs> At least Dennis Daly can play. Is allowed to play by the NFL league office. I the one guy gives you a mixtape. The other guy cannot give you a highlight tape. So, Jack, before we get to all of that, let's first get a word from our friends at Relax the Back. Absolutely. Our friends over at Relax the Back set out every day to help people in the Nashville area work better, live better, and just feel better. If you're like me and you struggle with insomnia and posture issues, then trust me when I tell you that this is the place for you. They've got a variety of chairs that combat neck and back pain for those of us who are sitting up all day at work. They've got zero gravity chairs to help relax your spine, take some of that tension off your low back they've also got the latest in sleep technology i'm talking about techno gel and tempur-pedic pillows and mattresses to help maximize your sleep every single night i've got a techno gel pillow that i sleep on every night and it is like a cloud 
their Laxaback team's goal is to set out and make sure you're waking up and feeling great every single day where you get your eight hours of sleep that everybody needs. Go check them out. They're located at 2020 Glen Echo Road in Nashville, Tennessee. It's in Green Hills right across from the movie theater over next to Hillsborough High School over in that shopping center right there. So if you're in the area, go check them out in person. But if you're not in Middle Tennessee, make sure to take a look online at stores.relaxtheback.com slash Nashville and browse the store. I, I guarantee you that they'll have something for you. When you go, make sure to tell them that A to Z Sports sent you. With all that said, uh, let's talk Titan. I hear the train a coming. It's rolling around the bend. And I ain't seen the sunshine since I don't know when. I'm sucking cold prison. What is up, Flameheads? Welcome into the Titan Up podcast. Today is July 25th, 2023. And the Titans did it. They unveiled something that made Houston very jealous, that made Houston feel a little cringe-worthy. They've made, they basically flaunted it right in front of Houston. And that is, of course, DeAndre Hopkins, who had his introductory press conference on the day that we are recording this, Tuesday afternoon. Jack, it feels good. I feel like now it's official. Now that it's like there's no givesies, backsies. DeAndre Hopkins is a Tennessee Titan, signed, sealed, delivered. In once you do the presser, there's no going back. No, no, he's ours for at least two years. Um, it, interesting day over at the facility. It's been a really fantastic weekend for Titans fans, and not so much for Texans fans. It just seems like the Titans, who have really owned the Texans of uh, as of late. Um, kind of twisted the knife a little bit over the weekend, yeah. not only with the D-Hop news, but you also dropped the Oilers uniforms, which are even better looking than what I had pictured. I don't know. Um, I, I definitely need to get me an Oilers Derrick Henry jersey, though. Th- those things are awesome. I hope they do the red face mask. I don't I don't know that I've seen the helmet yet, Um, but it's going to be awesome, especially when they break them out when Houston comes to Nashville, which they better freaking do now that you've done this. There's no point in using them in any other game than that Texans game. They get to use them yeah. twice, but one has to be designated for Houston. December 17th, they better be wearing those. And if not, we will riot. Uh, and yes, it is the red face mask uh, era of Oilers helmets that they will be wearing, which is the one that we are accustomed to as Tennessee Oilers fans. You know, people forget the Tennessee Oilers things was a thing. So if any, any Houstonian tries to tell you that... Oilers uniforms are their heritage? Uh-uh. No, it's a shared custody, okay? It is a, a heritage that we enjoyed for two full seasons, both in Memphis and in Nashville. So it's not even just a Nashville thing. The entire state practically enjoyed those Oilers uniforms for two seasons. And they, they'll try and tell you, yeah, well, you guys ditched it. You guys threw that name in the garbage, and now you want it back? Um. Well, I mean, it wasn't really placing it in the garbage it was more so like placing it up in the attic you know in, in storage or like a storage locker yeah exactly because it's not like they got rid of it they didn't throw the name away they just put it away for a bit went with a new name the Tennessee Titans new colors new uniforms and everything and now they're like oh yeah look at this you know vintage is back in style again and the Titans knew that better than anyone and said you know what hey 
let's oh look at look at these old these old glad Hollister shorts that I used to wear. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw these bad boys back on, and uh, I think they're back in style again. And of course, they were met with rave reviews. Everyone was like, "Oh my gosh, these are some of the best uniforms in NFL history." I don't know if that's necessarily true. It's the same thing with the creamsicle ones. Like they're pretty the fire. They they are fire. Don't get me wrong. I love the Oilers uniforms. I think they're they're awesome. But like when they were around, people weren't touting them as the best uniforms in football. They were just they were mediocre. They were plain Jane. Same thing with the creamsicle Buccaneers uniforms. Nobody was saying that. Same thing with the Seahawks uniforms. But when they go away and that nostalgia builds, then all of a sudden they become some of the best uniforms ever. And now people are saying things like those Oilers uniforms are the best uniforms in NFL history. Again, I don't know if that's necessarily true. Well, you never know what you have until it's gone. That one, that's the thing. And I think that's why, that's why everyone is, is loving these things. And don't get me wrong. I love them. And I am so fired up. I went from the, what the, the reveal was at 8 PM on Sunday night. I went from six to midnight. Wow. So Jack, in honor of this week, I think it's time we dust off one of our favorite segments, a segment that has become a fan favorite through the years, a segment that we call laughing at the Texans. And really, if you're wondering, if you're new to this podcast or if you're new to us, you're wondering, what is this segment laughing at the Texans? Well, it's simple. Jack and, a, Jack and I take time out of our podcast to laugh at the Texans. So, Jack, without further ado, let's get our favorite pastor and let's bust it out. Let's get out one. Let out one big hearty laugh at the Texans for not only losing their Oilers heritage to a franchise that still owns it, but also <laughs> losing DeAndre Hopkins. I can I can hear you already starting to laugh, Jack. So without further ado, let's laugh at the Texans. oh my gosh (laughs) it never gets old oh Oh my gosh i tell you what we have not busted out that segment near as much since bill o'brien left but it is always fun Whenever you're down in the dumps, just just laugh at the Texans. They're always a reliable source of laughter and joy. I, so for me, the thing that I guess I'm most surprised with, um, 
over all of this is kind of the blowback because a lot of people are saying, oh, they have no right to wear them. You know, that's that's Houston's thing, whatever. Yeah. How are they just now catching on to this? The Titans have had Oilers greats in the Ring of Honor like plastered on plastered across the stadium for as long as it's been up. And I know that those people have seen it because of the attendance of away fans in Nissan stadium. Like there have been droves and droves and droves and droves and droves of opponents, fans infiltrate Nissan and have plenty of time to catch on to the fact that, Oh yeah, maybe the Oilers are a part of the Titans history, which they are. And it's not even a debate. You can't even, you can't argue it. So the the blowback there was shocking to me. Uh, Just how dumb people are. If I'm a Texans fan, I don't know why I'm so upset about the Titans owning the Oilers franchise. I'd be more upset about the Titans owning the Texans franchise. Or Cal McNair owning the franchise. Like, there's plenty of people that own the Texans franchise they have to be upset about. Yeah. Yeah, right, right. Exactly. Uh, I think there's uh, the, the ownership of your own franchise is one that I think that you should uh, be more concerned with uh, rather than your old franchise that left you because did not want you anymore. <laughs> and, you know, people trying to dog Nashville. I, I love that too. You know, yeah. Houston is a much bigger market in terms of population, but in terms of cooler markets, and I don't everything think everything else. You're, yeah. Yeah. You're, you're, that's an uphill battle for you. That's Houston. an insult don't. you use when you run out of bullets, you know? Right. Right. Yeah. Is it just me, Austin, or as, it feels backwards because it feels as though as time has gone on in the NFL, uniforms have gotten worse. Do you agree with that take? Look, and I, I've, we've talked about it. It's it's funny. You know, Jack and I said, all right, let's start this podcast off by talking DeAndre Hopkins. But, but if there's one thing, if, if you're a long time tupper, if there's one thing you've learned from this podcast, there are two things Jack and I will talk in, incessantly about. Kickers and uniforms. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, baby, when these uniforms dropped, you knew Jack and I were going to spend a lot of time on them. But we, these uniforms are are out. And I think, I wait, what was your question? I already forgot your question. As time has gone on, have uniforms in the NFL gotten worse? Yes. Okay. So I am a, I wholeheartedly believe, I, and I still stand by this, the Titans' current uniforms. I don't love them. I don't. If they changed them or if they went, even if they went Titans throwbacks, I'd even prefer that. But I, and I don't even love the, the Titans original uniforms. I I, I like them a lot, but I don't love them. And I I think you're right. I, in, in, in terms of the Titans franchise. Yeah. I think the Titans, I think the uniforms have gotten worse over time. Same thing though. The Seahawks uniforms, Seahawks, their uniforms are absolutely They've terrible. Got just no colors to work with. And they're trying the neon thing way too hard. The, the, Titans, the Jets like, changed the, and, and their new uniforms sucked and they're yeah. starting to go back to their old uniforms, but they're now their helmets suck. And so that's, that's a whole that's, nother thing. The Colts dropped some ugly ass uniform. Oh my gosh, dude, that, the Titans, the Oilers throwbacks looked even better because the Colts just days prior unveiled these new alternative uniforms that are the Colts had. And this is the only nice thing I'll ever say about the Colts franchise. The Colts uniforms are iconic and they are great uniforms. And I say that as a Colts hater, their their home and away uniforms 
are incredible uniforms and they're traditional. They're beautiful. And Basic. they decided they decided let's unveil a uniform called Indiana Knights. I'm sorry. Yeah, how what? about how they're, about not Jim Irsay? <laughs> have you ever spent a night in Indiana? There's nothing going on. It, like I'm surprised the the uniforms didn't have like corn stalks sticking out the shoulders. I yeah, it, in, in Indianapolis there's nothing at night, about Indiana Knights that is desirable. Indianapolis nights you want to be inside for you don't want to be outside when right, when the right. sun goes down in Indianapolis. There's a reason uh, the Indy 500 is raced during the day. <laughs> the last thing I'll say about this uniform discussion: Titan Stormtroopers still reign supreme. The all whites. Can we agree on that? Maybe. Yeah, that that I will that I will agree right. with for sure. Um, Training camp. Yes. I, I was going to say, yeah, now do we go DeAndre Hopkins? I, yeah, do... let's do it. Because training camp, y'all are listening to this on Wednesday. Training camp begins on Wednesday. We finally made it, although we've still got a little bit of work to do to get to the finish line, those preseason games, and then obviously week one of the regular season down in NOLA. But this is a big step for us in our offseason journey. I, I'll say this. I, I To stay on top of things, Jack, obviously, you know, we try hard to combat against the Wednesday afternoon news dump. With training camp starting on Wednesday, we're all but guaranteed there is going to be some sort of news dump. There is going to be, with training camp, someone's going to make a play. Someone, something big is going to happen at practice, or quote-unquote big, is going to happen in practice. All the beat writers are going to freak out and tweet the same video from eight different angles. So, Jack, in honor of that, let's real quick react to that. Oh, my gosh, dude. Did you uh, – what about that play? Like, what was I, going through your mind the first time you saw that? I think he's going to be a major contributor this year, Austin. He hasn't gotten a lot of buzz this offseason – but man, it looks like he's taking that next step. I mean, look, it it's hard not to get excited for his production and his output this year when you see things like that on day one of camp. How about that pass? Beautiful tight spiral all the oh way down the gosh. sideline. Right. And, and there's been a lot of naysayers about him this year, but I think that throw put a lot of those naysayers to rest. He, he's going to be different this year. You just watch. I'm telling you right now, mark my words, he's going to have a career year. And I got to say, the the speed of that one player was so much. There was so much speed. He ran so fast. You could barely see him. The and then to have the, the speed, to have the speed, and then the smoothness to come out of a cut like that. Oh my god, I can't wait to see what Tim Kelly does with him. It's going to be it's going to be phenomenal. It, it is great the footwork and and the lateral directional, directional agility. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how we do our best to combat recording a podcast on the day before training camp actually starts. Try news so, up us now, Titans. Yeah, just use those reactions towards what you end up seeing later on in the day from Titans Twitter. Um, While we're reacting to things that haven't happened out at training camp yet, I want to do something this year that we haven't done in years past to further prevent bad things from happening. Titans fans that are listening, Austin, you, me, let's find some wood, okay? 
Let's mm. find some wood. We're going to knock on it. No training camp oh, injuries oh. this year. No training camp injuries. Knock on wood. Dude, uh, no, see, this is like, a, it's like a no hitter, dude. You're not supposed to even talk about it. Like, how can you Naeem, not talk about it? It's the only thing we've talked about for two years. I know, but it's, you're not supposed to say anything. Well, that's why you knock I, on wood. The Bills already lost Naeem Hines for the year. Now, granted, it wasn't a training, <laughs> wasn't a training camp. Yeah. How, how, Naeem? Really, dude? Really? Um, which I I'm I'm pretty sure I read about the the jet ski accident. What was he doing? He, I don't, someone I, I hit someone hit, hit him. Hit, yeah, he hit someone hit him ski. while he was hanging out on a jet ski. Which yeah. we that just saw videos. Really we just saw videos just a couple weeks ago of Derrick Henry on a jet ski. <laughs> Could you imagine getting hit by Derrick Henry on a jet ski? Did Jer- Derrick Henry? Injure Naeem Hines on a jet ski. Sabotage? I mean, the Bills, you got to get past the Bills. The AFC runs through Buffalo. I mean, and look, Kansas City. If that's the case, all I have to say is I'm sorry, Bills Mafia. But also, well done, Derek. I mean, yeah, don't, <laughs> damn. Don't, don't mess with us. Jeez, it wouldn't be the first Buffalo Bill he's, he's sent to the injured list. <laughs> Josh Norman. <laughs> Rest in peace, man. Rest in peace. But what uh, we had today on Tuesday, we got to hear from a few people before training camp officially gets rolling. Mike Vrabel stepped to the podium, D-Hop, his introductory press conference. And D-Hop said a couple of things that I want to I talk about today, Austin. The first of which he mentioned that Ryan Tannehill and his wife came and met up with D-Hop on his visit to the Titans. D-Hop said that meant a lot. And from, from a Titans fan's perspective, that makes me love Ryan Tannehill because you look, know Ryan yeah, Tannehill needs Ryan Tannehill needs D Hop more than anybody, right? But he could have just as easily sat back and let Vrabel and Carthon handle it, like I like I think most people would, right? But that could have very easily been the thing that pushed D Hop over the edge and helped him sign with the Titans. Because look, as a wide receiver, as a premier wide receiver. You want to go to a place where you can have you, you can still continue on the success that you've had throughout your career. Even though you're 31 now, you've put up big numbers throughout your entire career. Ryan Tannehill is tasked with helping him continue putting up that production. So for Tannehill to show up, that was that was that's cool to hear. And that makes me believe that that you know that's the beginning of something that could really turn out to be special for the Titans this season. It's cool for me to hear that Ryan Tannehill did that, but it's also cool for me to hear how much that meant to DeAndre Hopkins, who had a big decision before him. Do you join the prestigious New England Patriots and bring them back to glory and their six Lombardi trophies? Or do you join a team that has no Lombardi trophies and a team that has really been struggling? It's on a seven-game losing streak as of of last year and he said no the fact that ryan Tannehill and his wife made time to meet up with me during my visit meant a lot to me and that means a lot to me as a fan because that shows to me just how much ryan Tannehill cares about this organization and had deandre hopkins not have spilled that those beans we never would have known about this you know like we we wouldn't have known that ryan Tannehill behind closed doors is going to that much effort to try and better this franchise. 
And it's just one of the the many things that I, I feel like goes overlooked when Ryan Tannehill is talked about. When people talk about Ryan Tannehill, immediately they go to the Bengals game, which agreeably, and I think he would be the first to admit this, the worst game of his career. They go back to his Dolphins days when he was mediocre at best. Very rarely do they look at the, what, 53 consecutive games that he started as the Titans quarterback, uh, the the uh, number of wins that he put up in those games. Um, very rarely do they talk about him going above and beyond to haul in a free agent signing, a very big one at that, arguably one of the biggest ones that they've made in the last 10 years, arguably in their franchise's history. So I, I feel like, and, and I've kind of always felt this, but but now I'm like kind of reassured in my thoughts that Ryan Tannehill is going to be one of those quarterbacks that whenever we move on from him, which very easily could be next season. Exactly. As, as his contract is expiring, we're going to look back at the Ryan Tannehill era and think of it fondly. And I think there's only a, it's one. a winning era. He's 36 it, and 19 as a starter. He took the baton from Mariota, who got the Titans to a certain point, And then he took the Titans even further. And aside, no other quarterback has taken them as far as he had other than Steve McNair. I think we will look back at him as, even though he's statistically, statistically the best quarterback to play for the Tennessee Titans, we will look back at him as the second best quarterback in franchise history. A lot of people are probably gritting their teeth right now and well, screaming at whatever device. There, That's the thing. I think it's going to take hindsight for people to realize what we have right now with Ryan Tannehill. And that's why I'm hoping with this sponge, we can squeeze out every last piece of, I guess I should have gone orange with this orange. We can squeeze out every last piece of juice from it and get as much as we can in this last year, which I think again is another reason why Tannehill look, he's, he's in a contract year too. He's playing for at least one more contract. So he wants to this franchise to be as good as possible. And you bring in a guy like DeAndre Hopkins, he's going to help you be as good as possible. So I, it's the little things like this where the recruitment of DeAndre Hopkins that I think people are going to like kind of take for granted when it comes to Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill is another one of those things like we talked about with the Oilers jerseys. We didn't know what we had until it was gone. Yeah. And yes. Tannehill, while he's still here, he's in the last year of his contract. Ryan Tannehill and a lot of quarterbacks across the league might even do this. Last year of the deal, you know you're probably going to be somewhere else next year. Put your head down, produce on a team without real playoff expectations. There, You don't really have a whole lot to lose because nobody's expecting you to do a whole lot in the first place. Tannehill could have put his head down, went into the season, you know, dinked and dunked his way to a pretty productive season, earned a contract somewhere else with a struggling team who needs a quarterback. But no. In his off time, he shows up with his wife when DeAndre Hopkins gets in town, recruits him, Ends up being a huge deal to D-Hop. He signs. 
And now you never know. Like, what does D-Hop's impact mean for Tannehill's future? That's a question a lot of people on radio have been asking recently. Who knows? He could be a Titan next year. There's there's, there's a non-zero percent chance that Ryan Tannehill is under center for the Titans next season as well. Now, a lot of that depends on his play this year, along with the, the development of backup quarterbacks Malik Willis and Will Levis. But there's a legitimate chance that the Titans could find themselves in a position to where they feel like they can compete in the playoffs next season and want to give Tannehill another shot. Because let's face it, no matter who, even if it's Will Levis, if Will Levis you know, has a great training camp, great preseason, and, and you know, takes a few steps along the way during this season, how capable of he, how capable is he of leading a Titans team with, you know, say they bring back Derrick Henry, say they retain this defense, how capable of he, how capable is he of leading the Titans to wins in the playoffs? Less capable than Tannehill, that's for sure. Yeah. So I don't know, Ryan Tannehill. This is this. We compliment Tannehill. I feel like more than a lot of people do. Mm-hmm. But this is just another one of those things that he didn't have to do, but he did it anyways, yeah. and it makes a big difference. Right, and there's a there's a growing epidemic in football amongst fans of like always looking ahead to the future and trying to look at what's next as to what you currently have. And you're seeing that a little bit within the Titans fan base because there are the people out there that want the Will Levises to start game one. They want Malik Willis to start game one. They want... They want what's next, and I I just don't think there's enough Titans fans out there that are appreciating what's now, and Ryan Tannehill is what's now, and he gives you your best chance to win right now. And look, Ryan Tannehill throwing the ball. We all remember Ryan Tannehill throwing the ball to A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown became A.J. Brown because Ryan Tannehill was the one delivering them the rock. The reason we think so fondly of A.J. Brown is because of Ryan Tannehill. No other quarterback. Maybe Marcus Mariota for like the first part of his his, his rookie season. <laughs> but you like you 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 catch my drift. Like the reason we think so fondly of A.J. Brown is because Ryan Tannehill was the one delivering the rock to him. So he gives you like there's a re- reason why I think we should stick with that, especially in this first year with DeAndre Hopkins, obviously. He's going to be the starter this year. But look, as you said, Jack, if it comes to it, if he puts together a, an incredible year this year, maybe you do sign him on a one-year deal. Maybe you sign him on a two-year deal. Bring him back and let that bun in the oven, Will Levis and or Malik Willis, let them let them cook just a little bit longer. There's no harm in that. There's no harm in letting them develop from the sidelines for their first couple of years. We have seen that countless times in the pros before, but there can be harm when you rush a rush, a guy like uh, a Will Levis out to the wolves too soon. We saw that last year firsthand with Malik Willis. So all I'm saying is Titans are in a good spot right now with 17 under center. And especially because he brings in guys like, number 10 slash number six, depending on what number he wears and wide lining up out wide, because he essentially is one of the biggest factors for bringing him in. Yeah. You know, I'm like a lot of people who are probably listening right now who want to know what will Levis can do as soon as possible. Like I would love to have an answer on, on, on will Levis because I mean, let's just face it. He's the future. Tannehill is the present, but 
there's going to come a time where the keys are handed to Levis, and I want to know what he can do. We're not going to be able to figure that out this year, barring you know a crazy injury or something. So, and this the move, the D Hop move in general suggests that the Titans aren't really ready to go into a rebuild. They're still fighting for that that window they believe is still open because you have you know such such individual talents across this roster that aren't given the proper respect from a national media perspective. But Titans fans know just how valuable some of these guys. I mean, these guys are Pro Bowl caliber players that don't get the votes because they play, you know, in Tennessee. So, you know, there's a, there, there, there could be a lot of meat left on this Tannehill bone. I, as badly as I want to know what Levis can be, I want to make sure that the Titans are doing their due diligence and maximizing every single chance that they have to contend while Derrick Henry can still run the football yes. and Kevin Byard can still play at safety. There, There's no reason the Titans can't win this season. I'm not saying they're going to, you know, hoist a Lombardi or they're at that realm, but there is, they can be successful this season. And there's no reason why they shouldn't go after that. I, to anyone thinking that, oh, just, you know, oh, I, I, I think, I think our, much like our bar changed a lot last season as the season went on and new information was made available to us. I think our bar has changed a lot this off season going into the yeah. off season. It was doom and gloom. Will we even make the playoffs the following season? We don't know. Then you have, you know, you 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 have a great free agency period. You have a pretty good draft. If you bring in a guy like DeAndre Hopkins, that bar has moved. That bar has changed. Now I'm thinking there's no reason why this team can't go out and at least compete to try and win the AFC South. And if you're starting right tackle, gambles literally anywhere else besides the Titans facility, I think a lot of people feel really good about the start of the season for the Tennessee Titans, as long as that O-line can gel. And even if they can't gel, all they have to do is not be as bad as last year's group, which is essentially just being able to walk, like just just being able to touch somebody. That is an improvement on the group that they had out there towards the end of the year last year. Well, and speaking of the right tackle position, the Titans, well, George Fant was walking into the building and was photographed. But then the Titans deleted that photograph. So I don't think, I don't know what's true anymore. I am guessing he didn't actually walk into the building because they deleted it. He had a tryout on Saturday and it ended without a deal. Uh, The two sides, it was reported, couldn't, you know, agree on terms, probably because George Fant believes that he's more valuable than the Titans are willing to pay. But also at this point in the offseason, if you don't have any suitors, you are what teams think you are because there, there's uh, there's really no way to boost your value at this stage if right. you've hung out on the wire for this long uh, i mean you, you got to take what you're given and yeah. i think that's probably what the, what the titans mindset was coming into negotiations like i know fancy tennessee guy um but for them not to have a deal they, they said they're going to stay in touch which is what we heard from d hop and that ended up working out so hopefully you know fant comes in as a guy that can step in at right tackle but otherwise Vrabel said that that position group is going to be a little bit of a battle. A lot of people, me included, thought that that would be Daniel Brunskill kicking over to right tackle because because of his versatility. When Brunskill was signed by the Titans, it was because of his versatility with the Niners that really attracted Rand Carthon, who got to work with him a little bit in San Francisco. But when asked about right tackle today, Mike Vrabel said that that's going to be up to Jamarco Jones, a guy named Andrew Rupchich, 
and six-round pick Jalen Duncan out of Maryland as the contenders for the starting right tackle job while NPF is suspended. To me, all those names are made up, or they could be. I don't know. You know, he could have been like, <laughs> oh, oh, Garrett, Garrett Mendenhall. Uh, okay, that's that's is that a player? Ben Benjamin uh, Pochito. Uh, okay, you think that's the Titans are going to roll out an NPC at right tackle? Just for six I don't games? know. Honestly, uh, I don't even know. Character. I honestly, NPC could be uh, Nicholas Petit Crier, and I I wouldn't know. <laughs> Um, if he just I, shows I, up with a mustache, yeah, maybe they'll honestly, I think it would be hilarious. You know, we know Vrabel loves to play with the media. If he just started throwing out names of guys that like could be competing for right tackle and just makes them up on the spot, Jamarco Jones played a little bit inside, I believe, at the guard position when he was needed when he was called upon. But sure, I don't know how much Take experience he has the right tackle. And Jalen Duncan was drafted as a project, there aren't many six round tackles. They can jump in and play as a rookie, especially week one. I mean, right. Trey Smith, we talk about Trey Smith as the one that got away for the Titans. And, you know, just an example. Yeah, he only fell because of injuries. As a late round guy who, who you know, has turned into a guy that a lot of people think can make all pro. Um, Jalen Duncan is not going to be ready for that. Jalen Duncan fell because he is raw. And I don't know that starting him week one at right tackle, a position which, I mean, the Saints can essentially just throw their best edge rusher over there on Duncan's side and let him cook all day long if they wanted to. So that's a position you've really got to shore up. I think George Fant has a lot of experience and is the guy to do that. You just got to find a number. That's what this offseason's all about, just finding the right number, bringing the right guy in. And even when NPF comes back, you feel good about your replacement if anything happens to either of the tackles with a guy like Fant behind them. Is the Saints' best edge rusher Taysom Hill? I bet he would be if they'd let him. I, he can I do honestly, it all. I think. I think he. Uh, I think they will let him. Probably, it's only he, a matter of time. He can do just about everything besides pass at a fifty percent completion percentage. <laughs> he can play every position besides and, quarterback, and or drink alcohol. He is. <laughs> he is Mormon. Um, Jack. The last thing I'll say um, about the DeAndre Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins also spoke very highly of Rabel and uh, how much that meant to him making this move. And get this, DeAndre Hopkins said, watching the Titans-Jags game in week 18 last year with Josh Dobbs was, like, made him want to sign with it. Now, made him want to sign with the Titans. Is that because the game was so, the Titans looked so bad in that game that he was like, Oh, I, I can, I can fix this. You know, it's like, it's like a, uh, it's like a woman dating a really ugly dude. Like, Oh, I, I can fix him. I can make him better. Like, is that why? Cause he said, I saw what they were doing. He was kind of putting down Josh Dobbs a little bit. He was like, I know he wasn't intentionally, but he was saying, I saw what they were doing with Josh Dobbs. And I thought, Oh, this team's still competing. They still almost won that game. Yeah, no, well, they were winning a few in the pieces quarter. away. Right, they were winning right. in the fourth quarter. A bad call probably kept them from winning that game. And it's really it shouldn't be a shot at Josh Dobbs because he was starting in a win and you're in regular season game. Yeah, though he had been with the team for like what 15 days, and he yeah. still almost helped led the Titans to win that game. Him and Derrick Henry, at least. Yeah. So. 
I mean, I, I don't, I think D hop's got a good point. Like if the Titans can do all of that with those players, if they've got a full deck, I, it, it's hard to really put a ceiling on them. Right. Because we haven't seen them make it to the finish line with right. Even close to a full deck lately. Uh, a lot had to go right for the Jaguars to go on that tear in the latter part of the season. But at the same time, a lot also had to go wrong for the Titans. Seven straight and losses. It, and it did with just injuries and players being unavailable. I think if you run back those seasons, I'd say nine times out of 10, the Titans close out that division. 1, Obviously, all they had to do was win one of those last seven games and just everything fell against the Titans and everything fell the Jaguars way, including in that game with that fumble call. If that one fumble call gets called an incomplete pass, which it should have been, or at least very, very least reviewed, then the Titans win that game. Is so, they one of the three, Ryan Tannehill, Harold Landry, or Taylor Lewan? I think they do win that game with just one yeah. of those guys. No, it's a great point. Yeah, if they had anyone other than Dennis Daly, Arden Key just blowing up Dennis Daly in either of those Jaguars uh, games against the Jaguars. He's on the, the good season. side now, though. He is on the good side. Thank you, Arden Key. Talk about the key to the defense. Am I right? Folks, those bad jokes and more is what you can expect this season with the Tighten Up podcast. Make sure you rate, review, subscribe. Give us four and a half stars and give a buck point five stars in your comment when you leave your rating. Jack, last thing I'll say before we get to our friends at BetMGM. Breaking news. Oh. The Indianapolis Colts have unveiled newer uniforms. No, I'm kidding. Uh, they, <laughs> The Indianapolis Colts have placed running back Jonathan Taylor on the PUP list to start training camp. Okay. The physically unable to perform list. Now, that's not a huge deal, though. Comparable to Derrick Henry, he should always be on the PUP list. Remember when the NFL put in their Twitter bio JT for MVP? Question mark. I'm pretty sure Jonathan Taylor's entire career has gone downhill since the league's Twitter bio tried to promote. Jonathan Taylor as the league MVP in a season after Derrick Henry rushed for 2000 yards and could not get any such attention for most valuable player did something divine football intervention. You don't mess with the football gods. Derrick Henry did something only eight running backs in league history have ever done him, him included seven others before him. And could not get even one look, one even iota of a mention for MVP that season and ended up losing it to Aaron Rodgers, who had didn't even have the best year, best season of his career that year, which was just beyond me. But Derrick Henry breaks records and gets nothing. Jonathan Taylor flirts with danger and gets love. Uh, Jack, let's get a word from our friends at BetMGM. Enjoy all of your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. BetMGM's got a new promotion this week, and they have a refer-a-friend invitation policy that you're going to want to check out. Current users can log into BetMGM and go to the refer-a-friend invitation. You can get up to $2,000 in bonus bets because every time a friend signs up with BetMGM, they get 100 bucks and you get 100 bucks in bonus bets. 
you can invite up to 20 friends to run that total and bonus bets all the way up to $2,000. It's a great promotion that's going on. You want to get in and invite your friends before football season comes around so you have a little extra money to play with. Find out why BetMGM is the king of sports books. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Tennessee only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. First online real money wager only. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire seven days from issuing. For problem gambling support, call the Tennessee Red Line at 800-889-9789. And now let's get this back on we are going behind enemy lines uh, for this week's so we figured in a week where the titans pretty much hand it to the city of Houston, both with new Oilers uniforms and the signing of DeAndre Hopkins, that we would in turn turn towards our biggest rival, Zach Lyons of the F-Words pod, the podcast that I'm not going to tell you to go download. I am not going to go tell you to rate, review, and subscribe. I, In fact, I want you to stay as far away from that podcast as possible, which is why we're bringing Zach to you, just in case you were curious. We're bringing them here so that way you can just get anything that, you know, any taste of that pod that you would want on this. Yeah, just podcast. in case you're F curious, F curious, <laughs> F curious. Is that what we're calling it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. If you're looking, if you're DTF, then yeah. just stay here on the TUP. Zach, how are you, man? Doing good. I mean, like, like you said, there, has there been anything better than DeAndre Hopkins, who signed on my birthday, by the way? So, you oh. know, happy birthday to me. If, on July if you, yeah, if you weren't our biggest rival, we'd also wish you a happy yeah. birthday. And that's OK. Uh, I don't like birthdays anyway, but the um, then the Oilers uniforms, it's just the biggest fuck you to uh, to the Houston Texans who who deserve it because they didn't even fight for the name. And now they're all mad because, and I guess they just, I, maybe it's because Twitter wasn't really around back when, you know, Nate Washington, Kenny Britt, and all those guys were wearing those uniforms. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's why we were so oblivious, but, and maybe they were just calling into radio shows crying. Oh, the Chung's wearing a, our Texas boys wearing a little Oilers uniform, but they were so unbearable. And there's this woman that is a journalist. I put in quotation marks. She's kind of like me, a journalist. <laughs> uh, that she's apparently a blogger or whatever, but she has just been all on that. The Titans name is derived from, you know, Greek mythology, obviously where the Titans are like incestual and baby killers and all this stuff. And like, who gives a shit? Like, why are we diving wow. into that? Yeah. There's a lot of butt hurt people on the internet this week, uh, especially in Houston area and a lot of revisionist history. I've noticed a lot of people, you know, I, I tweeted one thing, you know, you know, in just for the most part, which is really the only way I ever tweet. So a lot of you people um, forget the Tennessee Oilers were a thing and it shows. And uh, somehow that tweet got turned on in Houston because uh, I'm pretty sure every Houstonian has uh, slid into my mentions for it and a lot of people are like 
yeah, well, the Titans wanted nothing to do with the Oilers' name. Now, all of a sudden, you're rewriting history, and you guys want want to be a part of it. And one guy's like, uh, Banner, Tennessee didn't even want the Oilers, and they never sold out the stadium when they finally did get there. And I'm thinking, like, dude, like, what are you talking about? Like, are you trying? First of all, you're talking about a market that would not even fill out the Astrodome when the Oilers left town. And on top of that, like Nashville was on fire for the NFL right. when the NFL finally got here. Like, it, it's just funny to me how a lot of people are just in their feelings this week for just the, these, the Titans basically bringing back their own history. Yeah, it's it's crazy. You know, when you really dive into it, though, and talk about the the Titans name change, it was because there were there were people on the radio. So sports radio back in the 90s was like the biggest thing ever. That was the pulse of the fan base, right? Yeah. So people would call in and complain, and that's what prompted Bud Adams, who likes to fly from the seat of his pants, to try and change the whole name. It wasn't that the entirety of the fan base was against it and or hated the uniforms or anything like that. It's just that this is what the Bud Adams wanted. My favorite revisionist history thing, though, that come all this, and I didn't tweet about the Oilers or about Houston because I just didn't have the time. Titans Twitter is enough. I don't need Texans Twitter in my. No. Well. Oh, gosh. Oh, yeah. geez. No. So I just like stayed away from it. I was just like, I ain't going to do it. Yeah. So you, that you avoided both people, of those accounts. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> several people, several people. I saw several Texans Twitter accounts called Bud Adams racist. And I'm like, Bud Adams is one of the four, one of the forefathers or founding fathers of trying to get the NFL integrated. He's been a big proponent of black athletes in the NFL. Right, right. And then the McNair family, their ownership says the prisoners running the asylum. I mm -hmm. mean, talk about the, the guy with the racism issue is your own right. fucking ownership. Like, it's not right. Bud Adams, who is also <laughs> dead. So, I mean, like... That he, he yeah. wasn't even he wasn't racist and he still isn't racist and Amy Adams drunk isn't racist and then you got Warren Moon like is coming out and talking about how the jersey and the Oilers history is over here like get over yourselves yeah well and I think the the bud strong-armed himself into getting Vince Young over Matt Leinart in the yeah. draft so I'm yeah. pretty sure he wouldn't have done that had he been opposed to people of other races right just you know, I, keeping the same energy is so important, I think, as a fan base. You know, yes. you, you can't switch it up. So I just want to know where this upheaval was when the Titans signed Jonathan Joseph and Jadavian Clowney. I mean, why are the Texans fans <laughs> waiting until the Oilers uniforms drop? Yeah, it's because they, they're, the they're, fan base. they got FOMO. That's what they have. They have FOMO, right? Like, they're, they don't... I, have they even changed their jerseys since they've been in in the NFL? Like it no. feels like they're the same jerseys. Yeah, they they even had the opportunity to use similar colors for the Oilers, and they didn't. They they tried to pretty much copy the Tennessee Titans color scheme for the most part with the dark navy and right. and all that. But they didn't. They had the opportunity to maybe they couldn't call themselves the Oilers, but they could at least branded something similar instead of being like the Nashville Tennesseans or the Atlanta, <laughs> Atlanta Georgians. I mean, the Houston Texans, oh, that's really fucking clever. You guys could talk about our incest gods or whatever you want to talk about with the Tennessee Titans. But you guys literally branded yourself after incest. Like the Texas 
the whole population is probably made up of incest and <laughs> losers and stuff like that. Don't forget, you guys wouldn't even be the Texans if it wasn't for Tennessee. You guys would be still. In yeah, Mexico. that's a great point. You know, people forget Davy Crockett and all that he did. Uh, all that and, oil, and the volunteers. Yeah, all that oil in my mind belongs to Tennessee because of Davy Crockett. There you go. Yeah. History Look, settled. I love it. And they'll, they'll be the first to tell you to remember the Alamo. So yeah. how they forgot that is beyond me. And let's not forget that the Texans name originally derived from the Kansas City Chiefs franchise. Oh, so yeah. sorry, it's it's really not even theirs. Like they want to talk about us using the Oilers, which isn't our you know, history, which I mean, technically it is the Titans history. Uh, yeah. It may not be yours and our mine because, you know, we grew up in Nashville, but it is I went the to Titans a Tennessee Oilers game, baby. That's my I, that very is true. first football game. I went to the yeah. Memphis. I went to the Tennessee Oilers game. I went to the game. I went to a game in the Liberty Bowl and at Vanderbilt Stadium, multiple games at Vanderbilt Stadium. So, yeah. So and they're like, yeah, yeah but it's only for two years. Hey, two years is still. That's like common law. It's a common law marriage at that point. It, it really is. And look, let's be honest. If you're when your wife, hey, Houston, when your wife eventually leaves you, she's not going to take your last name with her when she remarries. OK, just like the Titans didn't take their name when they remarried. Yep. And well, I mean, now, sure enough, they, they are. It's like so when that you kind of, move, right? analogy you, when you move, you don't leave back all the pictures that you took of your, your own family and let the other and the other family gets to keep it that moves in, right? I mean, it's you, a great you, point. You take it with you. Great point. I think I think Austin Stanley was the first one to, uh, A to Z was the first one to use that, that. And I was like, that is the perfect analogy. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's on point. So you get these things for two home games. Houston's going to absolutely be one. I mean, if it's not, what's the point? You know, <laughs> who do who would you like to see them in the Oilers throwbacks um, play for that second that second game at home? Well, supposedly it's been decided from behind the scenes, according to a cheerleader who knows a guy who knows someone and all this stuff that according to Twitter that popped up. Well, one of the guys that does like the copy paste and then turns into artwork and then like sells it for whatever. Um he said that it was going to be the Atlanta Falcons. I saw now, that because they're wearing a throwback helmet, but that doesn't, I mean, that doesn't do much for me. Well, that's what I was going to say. As If they're wearing the red helmets and the black jersey to Tennessee, first off, that is a, a tactical advantage for the Tennessee Titans because a black jersey in this Tennessee heat, when they're used to playing in dome, really big advantage for, for us. But I think that's an aesthetically appeasing jersey matchup now if it's just their standard atlanta falcons jersey and not their throwbacks you know i could do without it so i look at the matchup for the tennessee titans and i'm thinking what what game is it gonna look the best right like isn't that to to you guys what you're thinking like Remember the color rush? You never yeah, won yeah, color yeah. rush against Jacksonville. Or the old run. AFL AFL games that they wore. You know, like the Titans wore their Oilers uniforms back right. in, what, 20, 2009 against the Patriots in their AFL uniforms. Right. Uh, you don't want it in London, obviously, because that's technically a home game, right? So it didn't classify domestic home game, by the way. So that could be worrisome if they actually do that over in London. Which yeah, we're going to confuse the, confuse the hell out of all the Londons. Uh, the... So maybe the Seahawks, if they do their throwbacks, 
in December 24th. I know that's a long time to wait, and that's back-to-back weekends, so maybe that's a little too much uh, because that'd be the Texans game. I think the Chargers. I think that if you did the Chargers versus the Titans and the Oilers throwbacks, I think that would be aesthetically peasy. That would that would look pretty nice. Um, and you know the good thing about the Chargers is that they won't have many fans travel in those light blue jerseys, right. so it'll it'll be even more like a code a code light blue in Nissan yeah. Stadium. My only question: If they go Falcons game, Falcons wear black. They're not going to do color on color, right? That, I don't think the NFL allows that. So, are, do they have away uniforms? What do you? Oh, are you talking? The, the black titans jerseys is that where we're transitioning no 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 i'm to? saying the falcons the fal you said the falcons were were planning on wearing their red helmets with the black uniforms yeah it, it, oh in atlanta no it'd be here you could do mm-hmm. one throwback jersey on the road the so, tennessee titans are cho- they they were going to try to do that for the miami game but miami i guess it's it's dealer's choice so if the if you're coming right if the right right titans allow it so i guess what i'm what i'm asking is the the titans can't wear their baby blue Oilers, well, the yeah. Falcons wear their blacks, can they? Yeah, yeah. Well, I couldn't. Oh, you're talking about like black and white, like home and away. I think, yeah, I think right. Throwbacks slash alternates are like either or. I think, I think it doesn't matter. I don't know. Okay, maybe, you you maybe can not. go color on color because I, 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 I don't know. I look, I, I'm hoping that'd be sick if they had away uniforms, if they had white Oilers uniforms, but I, I doubt they, I, I don't think you're. I think well, we, I'll say, we would have seen oh, nope. that. The, they wore the the white jerseys against red throwbacks uh, against the Patriots uh, in the snow game. That's true. I was that was to... terrible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was the worst. Oops, I think that sorry. was that the worst game in Titans history. Has to Probably. be, right? Yeah. That I mean, other, than, where... other than like heartbreaking losses. Yeah. The, the one where Baltimore came to Tennessee and sacked Mariota like 15 times in the rain. That was pretty bad. I was at that. <laughs> that, was, that was a that was a terrible. I was at, I was so drunk that game. And I'm so glad I was, but I was also so just sad. I mean, like it was, it was sad drunk mixed with sad Titans. You know, it was just, it's not a, it was not a good day after because it was fossil Joe Flacco starting at quarterback and doing essentially nothing, but nothing was good enough to win that day. Switching gears to something else. The Titans stole from Houston, Deandre Hopkins. You Mm -hmm. recently published a story on at Broadway. Um, Nope. nope. Stacking the inbox.com. Stack in the inbox, stack in the inbox.com. I, I saw that it's finally getting stacked. You're excited about it is. that. Um, that you can subscribe to if you want. D- yeah. Don't subscribe to F Words Pod. Just subscribe to Stacking the Inbox. Stacking the Inbox. You did an interesting story, and this is why I believe that you're such a valuable piece to Titans oh, Twitter is because of the you. in-depth analysis that you provide. You wrote a story that's essentially explained what DeAndre Hopkins' presence alone does for the production at running back because Derrick Henry sees all kinds of stacked boxes. Now you put a, you put an elite wide receiver on the outside and that changes a little bit because they have to respect that guy. The Titans have had AJ Brown in the past where defenses had to account for him. You went all the way back and you crunched some numbers and figured out what a talented receiver like D hop can do for Derrick Henry and, and, and for those stacked boxes that the Titans face a lot. What, what was the conclusion that you came to there? Well, it's it's kind of interesting, right? So, it, it's it's really weird. The the basically, you see a lot of stats that say, well, th- these are the percentage of runs that Derrick Henry sees stacked boxes on. Now, a lot of places will inflate those numbers and include how many defenders versus how many offensive blockers you have on the line. So, I just went strict eight plus because it's really hard to drill down if you don't have like a, a expansive data center. 
at your disposal. So I just did eight plus. And it's really weird because in 2020 and 2021, the Tennessee Titans, Derrick Henry saw under 40% stacked boxes. To For comparison, 2019 and 2022, he saw 45% and 47% respectively. So, obviously, the big key in 2020 and 2021, even with stupid Todd Downing in 2021, was that AJB, AJ Brown, and Julio Jones were available in 2021, and AJ Brown had become an ascended player in his second year. And then you have Corey Davis, who is still a pretty good wide receiver too in 2020. So in the end, when both of those guys were on the field, they drop. So in 2021, it drops about 2%. And in 2020, it actually just slightly went up, but it's just a, it's kind of even pretty much. So, What's interesting, though, when it's just A.J. Brown on the field, the defense chose to let A.J. Brown beat them, which I found so interesting. Like, when it, no Corey Davis, no Julio Jones, just A.J. Brown. They chose to let him beat them, and he oftentimes did, which is, is incredible to think about, is that you would just keep stacking the box while still A.J. Brown is on the field. Last year with Traylon Burks, there was no change. It did not matter. Basically, they defenses have decided to stack the box in 2022 back in May. When the, the Titans showed up on their schedule, they're like, we're stacking the box against Derrick Henry. <laughs> yeah. You know, so it's interesting because with Derrick Henry, you know, you would think that that helps DeAndre Hopkins a lot. But mm-hmm. your numbers show that you know, like when AJ Brown was here, defense is elected to say, Hey, you know what? If he beats us, he beats us. That means DeAndre Hopkins is probably going to fall into a similar position where he'll have some one-on-one battles that are probably favorable. Right. Who helps who more is my question to you. Does D hop help Henry more or does Henry help D hop more? I think it's going to be DeAndre Hopkins helping Derek more. Because Derek's probably going to see lighter boxes anyway. Because if you look at the film of 2022, defenses are looking at this offensive line compared to last year's offensive line, which I believe is better. But they're going to also see Derek Henry getting caught from behind on tape a lot. They're going to see him getting pushed around by defenders a lot. I think that Derek Henry's going to see lighter boxes just because I think people are going to look at him and say, He's aging. We may be able to be okay with just seven defenders in the box, right? We don't need eight. We'll just be good with seven. We got to cover Traylon. We got to cover Chig. We got to cover DeAndre now. So I think that essentially DeAndre is going to help Derrick Henry, but I think Derrick Henry is going to see probably a closer to 38% anyway. Okay. The Speaking of the offensive line and the rebuilt offensive line, at least that's how I like to uh... – refer to it as there's rumors Zach there's rumors swirling and by the time this podcast drops who knows we may have confirmation to the rumors but George Fant was in the building and he was photographed the picture show yeah he was photographed we have photographic evidence and the photos are coming from within the house the Titans uh, revealed photos of George Fant entering and then promptly deleted causing Mm -hmm. In my opinion, more of a stir. There's always more of a stir after the deletion because it shows that you, okay, oh, we were not supposed to do that. 
they probably should have just left it up and we wouldn't have, we probably wouldn't be speculating as much, but George Fant, is he the next Tennessee Titan right tackle? That's what it seems like. And I'm checking Donald Page's uh, Twitter uh, feed right now to see if he's issued any kind of retraction because, you know, he wrote the caption that was underneath it. He took the picture. Right. Uh, he decided to put it in the album, I'm assuming. So no retraction from Donald Page uh, quite yet. But I think I think he's signing. I think it was always going to be George Fant. Um, I've heard rumors that he's been expecting to be signed for a while or, you know, he's been hanging out in the Nashville area. Apparently I think he's been kind of like, you know, remember that guy that was hanging out with the sign outside training camp, wanting an offensive lineman job. I think maybe yeah. that's what he was doing without the sign. He's probably like just showing up like wherever yeah. Rabel, maybe he's smoking <laughs> yeah. his cigars yeah. and drinking his bush light. He's probably just showing up <laughs> and just, you know, Oh, Hey that's Mike, it's just me, George. That's essentially uh -huh. what Guskowski did to get a job, yeah. right? He Look, was hanging out in Franklin a, hosting dinner parties. Yeah. Not a bad idea. We know Vrabel likes people he's familiar with. So if he's pulling into work every day and seeing Fant sitting out on the curb, he's like, oh, hey, you know what? It, let's give this guy a shot. You know, yeah, I, I like it's big and tall. He's yeah, convenient. I mean, <laughs> I mean, George Fance, apparently he's went to, I guess, uh, Western Kentucky. And, you know, he lives in Bowling Green. So, I mean. Doesn't really have to go far to, you know, see some family and then come back down to Nashville. Yeah. You know, he could, whatever he does, maybe he's working at the Corvette plant. Then he's coming down and hanging out yeah. with, uh, with Mike Vrabel on the weekends or something. He's within the listening radius of Titans radio on 104.5 yeah. The Zone. So, I mean, look, it's, wouldn't it be too far out of the question. It, it's interesting though. It's because it's like, he, he talked today at the press conference and he didn't mention George Fant, but, and it, in the right tackle competition and someone asked him specifically about George Fant, Chris Hubbard. And he goes, well, you know, there's no new news on that front, but he's also notorious for always telling everybody, we can only talk about the players that are under contract. So obviously George Fant's probably not under contract yet. So he can't talk about him, but there's no picture of Chris Hubbard. So they worked out together. So the big speculation in uh, the Broadway sports group chat was, well, how do you know this picture was taken today? And of course, me being the smart ass I am, well, I mean, can you fucking read? Like it says it right there. <laughs> it says it right there in the title and in the caption. I mean, I don't know what the big mystery is. I mean, that's how you know. And um, I go, the other thing is there's no Chris Hubbard picture. If this was taken on Saturday, where's the Chris Hubbard picture? Yeah, right. Is it, right. Why just George Fan? And have we ever seen anybody that came in for a workout get pitchers walking up into the building ready for their workout and physical? No, it's, it's obviously because they also deleted it. It's it's near the end of the road for George Fant and becoming a Tennessee type. Yeah, he's dotting the I's and crossing the T's yeah. probably as we speak. And there's at least one T in Fant. So right. uh, the, the talking about Vrabel, talking about that right tackle position, uh, he said, the he was asked who the right tackles might be open, uh, might be who the right tackle might be to open the season, and he names uh, Jamarco Jones, Andrew uh, uh, Rup Rupkich. Am I pronouncing that correct? Rupchich, I think Rupchich. Thank you. And Jalen Duncan. Now Zach and OJ. I'm a, 
I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be honest. This offensive line is completely rebuilt from last year. And I don't even know if any of those, like if all three of those people are actual people. You didn't mention <laughs> I, Brunskill. I thought that was surprising. Well, someone asked him about uh, Brunskill uh, later after they kind of asked Garonsky, and he pretty much he pretty much said those four guys are set. And he said Brunskill's like plan is the second stage. Like if the stage one plans, none of them work, then he would turn to maybe Brunskill and maybe move some guys around. But he's this Tennessee Titans team every year has felt like this offensive line has just been a total mess as far as <laughs> – trying to figure out who's starting where and how long they're all going to take to gel together. And I think they realize that these four have already shown that they are good in their spots. We just need to find that fit. Yeah. It's just and, a matter. It, it's like a revolving yeah. door. It's they're constantly, it's like the kicking position with the right. Titans. It's right. we don't know from week to week, who's going to be starting where and who's going to be. And last year they had an offensive lineman playing in the kicking position. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like you look at it and you, you're like, none of those names inspire confidence. Jamarco Jones, Andrew Rupchich, Jalen Duncan, and he called him OJ. It took us a while to figure out who OJ was, but it's John Ajukwu, <laughs> who okay. is an undrafted free agent out of Boise State that Stoney's real high on. He really likes uh, now OJ and he really likes Jalen Duncan, but I don't think either of those guys are ready this year to be the right tackle. So it's like Jamarco Jones, right? And nobody likes Jamarco Jones. And Taylor Juan hated Jamarco Jones. I don't even know if Jamarco Jones has has parents that even like him. I mean, like, yeah. oh. he's he's terrible. He's terrible. <laughs> um, Zach, thank you so much for taking the time to join us today, man. Um, we appreciate appreciate you, even though we hate you. And we uh, I hate you guys uh, too. Again, nobody go subscribe to F Words Pod. Don't go listen to it. It's not worth your time. That's why we brought him. We brought Zach onto this podcast. So to kill kind of two birds with one stone and, but you can subscribe to stacking the inbox. Yeah, we do not have a newsletter. So we do encourage you to subscribe to that and get Zach's uh, really, I'll say this on stacking the inbox. His analysis is, is, is awesome. It's incredible uh, on, on F words pod. Not so much. So yeah, I'm supposed to be, I'm supposed to be the, the, uh, the color guy on the, uh, you know, the color commentary guy. On, <laughs> right that hey, i'm supposed to let mike do it gotta the, let that, him breathe we, flex his wings we have similar roles zach yeah you gotta yeah. you kind of gotta let you gotta let the point guard run the offense you'll yeah. be there in the right. corner for a three when he needs you right like i'm like luke Kennard. he's john moran exactly exactly they needed they should have played him more in the playoffs zach i'm yep. telling you what. yeah and and like john moran mike brandishes guns because yes, he is he a does. drug dealer on the side mm -hmm. yeah so yep. uh all right zach thank you so much man Tighten up. Oh, thank you. Tighten up. Final question. I almost forgot. I almost let you skate scot-free without getting out of here, without asking you this, Zach. You're working awfully hard to try and rip our award away from us. Don't don't think we haven't seen your photos with Stoney Keeley hanging out by the pool, going to see the Barbie movie together. The look, Lizzo concert. The Lizzo concert last year. It all started there. And look, don't think we don't see what you're doing here. You're trying to rip away our award from us by flirting with the big man and I think we're not going to let it a happen. lot about you guys though because you guys think that that my budding friendship and bromance with stoney is going to influence 
that he can't be impartial when it comes to other votes. It's not his vote. It is the people's vote. So you're telling me that you guys are worried that Stoney is not as altruistic as what he's supposed to be. You guys are kind of bad-mouthing him. Uh, and it's not really a good look by yeah, you guys to accuse, to accuse Stoney of not being above board. Stoney's a man of character and integrity. We know this. Doesn't okay. sound like it because you guys are really worried that I'm hanging out with him when he has no influence over the... Uh, other than nominations, he has no influence over who wins the award. Well, we know good men. We know good men can get yeah. mixed up with some bad apples, like yourself, Zach. So we yeah, don't. We yeah. don't want you. We don't want you impress. You know, making an impression on. Listen, Stoney. you know, right. I. You guys keep bringing it up and all this stuff, and it, you know what? It really just makes me want to do is actually care about getting the award again and actually promoting it because I didn't really promote <laughs> people to vote for us last year. Like well, you I did knew, when you we knew won it. Was it. A, you knew it was a one horse I, race. I just I just want the next generation to be able to step up. I mean, me and Mike were were hitting 40. You know, we need we need the next generation to step up behind us. We're we're trying to pass the torch to you guys, and you guys just want to attack. You basically want to take the torch and light our houses on fucking fire. And okay. you know, I, we're just trying to be nice. And you know, at this point, it means war. And I just don't really appreciate how you guys do not think that. Stoney is a man of integrity. And that's why I've really taken away from your all's vicious attacks on Stoney's reputation. Well, just just be careful what you wish for, because the next generation and in Jack's case, the next two generations are coming uh, for you. And we are going to we're going to win this award like uh, the, the freaking Chiefs in the AFC West. OK, it is going to be ours for years to come. And people are going to get sick of us winning this award. And heck, just for old time's sake, we might win the best Nashville sports podcast to not be voted for, to not be nominated for best Nashville sports podcast. Just for old time's yeah, sake. Notice that we honestly. didn't go uh, about making a new <laughs> award too. Like we just kind of let you guys have the spotlight. Um, you know, yeah. I was also a little hurt that Mike betrayed me like he did on your all's podcast, basically saying that you guys deserve to win. Uh, I sent him a big fuck you. Uh, in a text. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what the fuck is your problem? What is your problem? Why would you do, do that? You, do you want to do like Mike did and come on this podcast and admit that we are the better podcast? No, no. Actually, just say something negative about Mike. Yeah, here's the thing. Oh, I can say like 13,000 negative <laughs> things about Mike. Um, Here's the thing is that, you know, I'm my whole shtick. And I guess maybe this is why thousands upon thousands of people listen to us and watch us is that I'm authentic and it would be very disingenuous of me to say that you guys are the better podcast. So, mm. but I can be honest and say that I think that you guys are the funnier podcast of the two. So there Ooh. you go. I think you guys hey, do have a good I thing we'll going with that. your chemistry and I, sense of humor. Look, because I don't Mike even is, look. Mike is boring. He's very dull. I, I don't even care about being right when it comes yeah. to the Tennessee Titans. All I care about is being funny when it <laughs> comes to the Tennessee Titans. So see, see, look at that. I got I got you. I I was I trashed you, came back around and trashed Mike while giving you guys a compliment. Okay. Everything you asked for and one little answer. Zach so Zach, Lyons what PR you... school? We got to start sending the Titans rookies over there. Right. Oh my gosh! Yes, please. I mean, I think all the team needs fucking PR help. Uh, I mean these these guys bad, just bad. Will you take on Hassan Haskins? Ooh, Ooh. Hey, hey, hey. not no. I, I just there's nothing tricky. To client. Me, he's 
to me, you know, he's going the Isaiah Wilson route. I'm good. But we don't need a running back anyway. The Tennessee okay. that, that'd be my my thing would be let's rebrand you as something that has nothing to do with football because you know you beat women or what he strangles yeah, yeah. women. There's no room right. at the end for for Mr. Haskins. You're yeah. Allegedly, we have to say allegedly, 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 allegedly. Uh, allegedly strangled, brandished a gun, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, at, so, at a fucking what's that restaurant? Oh, Bourbon Steak, which bourbon is by steak far is the, what? Is, no, no, it's by far oh. one of the worst. It's the most overrated steak uh, steakhouse in Nashville, exactly. hands down. Great view, but horrible service, horrible steaks. I was so stoked to go see it because my really? my mom's a big Michael Mina fan. She ate his Italian restaurants in San Francisco. And she talked about Michael Mina, Michael Mina, Michael Mina, and that I we went and it was trash. Trash, the fries trash, with trash. the dipping sauce, they give you like a warm towelette hey, listen, to cool off. If if fries is the first thing that comes to your mind at a steakhouse, <laughs> that is a bad sign for the steakhouse. It's, it's a like bone, saying, man. oh, the chicken's great at the steakhouse. Oh, man, bourbon steak, great chicken. I'd say if if you didn't think things could get any more tense between Tighten Up Podcast and F Words Pod, when Steakhouse is coming to the picture, it is all firm opinions on Steakhouse. And the worst part about this is this is the end of the the interview, so I can't. I'm just gonna have to wait until next time to really fully hammer this point. Yeah, Zach. We'll we'll we'll, we'll have a Steakhouse pod podcast, like a meat a meat pod. Let's call it a meat pod. A meat meet pod. We'll meet meet person. And discuss a meet. We we used to have man meet meet night. Wait a minute. Meet meet man night. That's a that's no, way yeah, too much meet, meet, meet for me. Yeah, that, a lot I, of, I don't even want to ask what went I would down love to go to the man, man meet, meet night. I, I would <laughs> love to go. Man, no, was, God, was, awesome. we went to a Brazilian steakhouse, a bunch of it's, us guys, and we drank like red wine. And then we sure you did. We, we we ate all this meat where we've got the meat sweats. We go back and we get really drunk and play rock do rocket league tournaments. And oh, all yeah, stuff. man, it meet. was a great okay. night. It did did night. it end with your clothes on? I just have to ask that. Uh, God, where did I sleep? Look, not that I'm one to yeah, judge. You don't have to three to each their own. Yeah, yeah I look. I'm not... Sometimes if I get really hot, I have to take a shirt off, a layer of clothes, okay. because you know you got the meat sweats, you got the red wine sweats, and the beer sweats all wrapped got, in one. You got meat all up in your face. Zach, uh, mark me down as an alternate for the next man right. night. I would. I would like to it's only it's, it's, it's a one and done thing. But I, we'll we'll have to do like some kind of man meat meat. Is what we call it. man meet me. First, Zach buddies up with Stony Keeley. Yeah. Now he's buddying up with my co-host. This maybe is the next time Lizzo comes to town, we can all get together. Okay, Austin, all right. You, listen, to this maybe Austin, if you did stuff that was fun besides stay in Chicago, you know. Uh, well, you know, Chicago is fun for four months out of the year. Okay, <laughs> yeah. and when it's not winter, Zach. Last question for you: What is the best Titans podcast? Uh, that would be football under the efforts. Okay, all right. See you, dude. See ya. <laughs> All right, we'll edit that in. We'll we'll edit tighten up pod over there. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. There are no flags on the field. It's a miracle. Tennessee has pulled a miracle. All right, Jack. On our way out the door, we cannot go any further without mentioning. And I guess we can maybe count this as a remember the Titan. But our dear friend. The panda himself, Isaiah Wilson, has been suspended for the first uh, three games of the NFL season. Do I have that correct? First three games. So, in my current, and I thought nailed it with his tweet to this news is uh, that scene from Friday. How, how do you get fired on your day off? <laughs> I 
I, it, to me, it's like, that's pretty presumptuous of the NFL to think that Isaiah Wilson has three more games left in his NFL career. <laughs> I don't think they needed to do that, but I'm starting to think Jack that Isaiah Wilson, I don't think he's going to pan out as a pro. He's not going to pan out. Um, <laughs> yeah. So he was given a three game suspension, but the reason for the suspension, it, this is weird. It's unknown. Nobody's reported on just why it is that the NFL handed out a three-game suspension to Isaiah Wilson. Now, there, there's a plethora of reasons why Isaiah Wilson could have caught this suspension. I'm not saying that this is for no reason because, I mean, we know Isaiah Wilson. Um, you could get him on a variety of different things. But three-game suspension for the guy who hasn't really been on an NFL roster in almost two years. He had a, an interesting little career path after leaving the Titans. You remember the Titans traded him, which was amazing to me that anybody would – part ways with anything to get Isaiah Wilson. Uh, They traded him to the Dolphins with a seventh round pick in exchange for a seventh round pick. So it was really just, please have Isaiah Wilson. Um, We'll trade seventh (laughs) round picks. And when, when he was with the Dolphins, he showed up late to a, to a physical, which is important for new players, obviously. And then he showed up late to a team meeting. Now it doesn't stop there either because He was expected to attend two workouts in which he didn't show up to at all. So three days after being with the Dolphins, he was waived. And last September, or I guess September 2021, the Giants picked him up and released him in early January of 2022. Since then, Isaiah Wilson has been removed from football. And I mean, this has to be a nail in his coffin. Not that he was ever even wanting a return, most likely. But this this essentially says that Isaiah Wilson stays in the NFL are over, which is something we knew two years ago. But this only confirms it. Which Wilson have we seen less of, Isaiah or the next door neighbor from Home Improvement? That's a joke <laughs> that you probably don't get because you I don't. I was giving you the laugh, man. but um, yeah, no, I appreciate the I appreciate the courtesy laugh. How about that, Isaiah Wilson in his career? Played in just one NFL game. Just yeah, one. It was, and, and it was the, a couple of kneel downs at the end of the game. It was... He may have been on like an extra point or something. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, I think he had bull rushed on that extra point. Yeah, he was on that. an extra point. But then in that same game, he was on the field for the kneel downs at the end of the game. Um, In fact, I put together uh, with Cork Bats, you can Google it uh, on or you can find it on YouTube, a, a highlight tape. Isaiah Wilson's 2020 highlights from the 2020 season. Um, and it, it, it features every single one of his um, plays that, that year. It's got to be the shortest um, highlight tape of all time. It's riveting for sure. Yeah. I, I look it and it's good. I, I said it to uh, that Fort minor song. Remember the name <laughs> It's 10% luck, you know, 20% skill, 15% concentrated power of will 5% pleasure. 50% pain, but 100% reason to remember the name. Jack, maybe I should have gone with uh, which which Wilson did we spend less time with? Isaiah or the volleyball from Castaway? Uh, now we're talking. I was hoping. <laughs> I knew. That. Damn it. I knew you would have gotten that one. Okay. Let's get out of here. Uh, follow the podcast at Tighten Up Pod on Twitter at tighten up podcast on Instagram at tighten up pod on X 
at Tighten Up Podcast <laughs> on Threads. I mean, I hate, I hate the world right now. I hate everything about the world. Um, if follow us there, leave a rating review. You can follow Jack on Twitter at Jack A Gentry. You can follow me on X at Austin Huff. And Jack, you got any? Uh, follow A to Z Sports on all of the socials. Everyone, it, the the rebranded ones, the non rebranded ones, the brand new ones, whatever. Follow A to Z Sports. Jack, you got anything for the road? Nope. Uh, for those listening at uh, midnight, right when it drops, I'll be on the morning show for A to Z tomorrow. So uh, come hang out from 8 to 9 a.m. over there. But other than that, we've made it to training camp. Now it's all about the hype machine. Help us find our next hype machine player. Tweet at us any, any, yeah. any opinions, any takes, any videos. It's hype machine season and I'm ready for it. Hype Machine season starts tomorrow with the first day of training camp. So, yeah, tweet us your nominees for the Hype Machine player this year. We want to know them uh, at Tighten Up Pod. All right, Jack, let's get out of here. Let's get, let's get, uh, football is officially back, kind of, maybe. It's like, this is like, um, <laughs> training camp is is like the slideshow, like the trivia slides that play air before the, the commercials that air before the previews that air before the movie football won't officially so, be back until Traylon Burks leaves practice early and everyone freaks out asthma baby asthma you guys can kiss our asthma he is Jack Gentry I am Austin Huff <laughs> until next week with that said until next week tighten up, tighten up. They're the Tennessee Titans. They're the Tennessee Titans. They'll.